Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning, everyone. It is Friday Eve. We are inching closer to the weekend. Remember when it was a big deal on Facebook where you would see those things? It'd be marked safe from blah, 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 yeah, whatever the event yeah, I was. Do remember yeah. that trend. So for me this morning, marked safe from watching my girls trying to get Morgan Wallen tickets last night. <laughs> oh my gosh, what an ordeal. So everyone's heard about the whole Taylor Swift Ticketmaster debacle. Well, in case you don't know who Morgan Wallen is, I would say, venture to say, he's the male version of Taylor Swift right yeah. now in the music world. He's On the country huge. side of things, but... Huge. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of when you look at breaking records, selling albums, uh, you know, 10 singles in the top 10, like he's the guy. Yeah, for sure. So yesterday uh, was his pre-sale day. Like we saw what happened with Taylor's. The pre-sale day was such a mess. They didn't even get to a general uh, ticket sale. This is what's happening with Morgan Wallen. But so. it's actually happening like here in our city because yes. like Taylor didn't have a show in our city. No. But Morgan's coming to the CTC. Yeah. So it's affecting many Ottawans. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and he's coming next September, no less. But the, the general uh, admission, like general public uh, tickets were supposed to go on sale on Friday with verified fans. If you registered, you could try to get yourself a pre-sale code. So because so many pre-sale codes were given away, same as Taylor, they have now canceled the general ticket sales on Friday. Who did that bad math? Right? (laughs) Honestly. And so the only people that can get tickets for the show are people who got a code. And miraculously, I was telling you yesterday, one of my daughters got a code and the other one's boyfriend got a code. Yeah. So both of them were going in with those codes yesterday. And the code doesn't guarantee you tickets anyway. Which I thought it would. No. But, like, that sounds crazy. No. The code just means you get to play the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching them yesterday. They've got their laptops. They've got their phones. I got my phone. <laughs> and they're all going in. But this is the way the system is so messed up now. Because, yes, you have your unique code. But you don't need a code just to get in to what they call is the waiting room. Oh. So everyone can log on and you're put in the waiting room. And then only certain people are chosen from the waiting room at different times to go into the system to try to get the tickets. Now, here's the messed up part. Anyone, you, me, Bob, Sheila, Sarah, anyone on the street can get into the waiting room. Way to overload the system. Exactly. And you know that, I mean, they're going to try. Yeah. But you can't, once you get picked, go any further because then that's when you'll need your code. Right. But it's stupid that they allow anybody without a code even into the waiting room. Like you said, it's just useless overload of the system. Absolutely. So that's the first problem. So once you get in and get chosen to come into the room and use your code, then it's like all out war. It's like, you know, just go as quick as you can. Like enter the information. You're clicking this. Oh, (laughs) those ones have already been taken by another guest. You click another one. Those have just been snatched up. You click another one. Oh, sorry. Those are gone. So finally, and they were looking for four in a row because they all want to go together. They find, they just start looking up in the rafters. Like, nosebleeds, they don't yeah. care. They just want to be there. So finally, they find four in a row. Boom. Put it in. And they get kicked out. <gasps> no. Right back to 2,000 people in front of you waiting in What's line. What's the whole point of the system if that know. can happen? A glitch. A glitch. <gasps> so they got kicked right back out to where they started. So then they're going through the whole process again, waiting to get into the system, waiting to try to see what tickets are left. Boom, boom, boom. So they did end up finally getting tickets, like wow. top of the 300 level. They don't care. Like yeah. it's 
pretty much all they could afford anyway. <laughs> um, but then my daughter went back in and tried to get tickets for her best friend. And there was just none of that. Again, like getting kicked out, trying to, like having tickets in the basket, just about to pay. Boom. They get kicked out. Right back to what? the beginning. Yeah. It's a mess. Guys, what the purpose of this story is to tell you the system is officially broken. Yeah. We need to get a new, we need to go back. We need to go back and tr- like do the whole camp out. So I was telling them <laughs> last night that that's about what you used to do. how that used to go. Like if new kids on the block were coming right. to town or something, you'd get your best friend and hopefully a parent would let you or do it with you and you would camp out or get a lawn chair or spend the day. And they didn't understand the concept of like whoever was first at the box office window got the best seats and then whoever was second got the second best seats like because once you get in like anyone can get good better best right. worst seats mm-hmm. it just it's like there's no hierarchy once you're in there it's a mess yeah so anyway I, the 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 thing that i find funniest about it all is that this show is 9 months from now mm-hmm. and they're both going with their boyfriends <laughs> The show is further away than the length of the relationship they've had thus far with these boys. So, oh boy. God bless them. <laughs> when you think useless, think of Stu. Hey everybody, welcome. Welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. Well, you've been helping us out with this segment the past couple of days. We've asked you to send us your own useless facts. You can text them in to 10-0-30. Let us know who they're from. And we might use them on the show. And then if we use it, then that means that you have a chance to be scored. (laughs) (laughs) Whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. You put your own self in the hot seat. So today's useless fact contributor uh, is My Sweet Shop. That's the name uh, that they go by. And here is the useless fact of the day. And as always, you're going to send in your text to 10030 on a scale of 1 to 10. What you think of this? Okay. So I didn't know this. I love whales. I'm a whale lover. Mm -hmm. have been my whole life. But I didn't know this. How is it possible for a whale to breastfeed her baby in the middle of the ocean? Okay, yeah. When there is no direct contact between the two. Wait, what? Yep. The answer lies in the composition of the milk. So when the young whale is ready to feed, the mother releases her milk directly into the water while her child is near. But because whale milk has such a high fat content, it doesn't dissolve in the water. And instead, the thick sort of sticky form of milk just kind of sits there. And then the baby whale comes up and feeds on it. Kind of like oil would do in water. Right. What? Just like your own little milk puddle right there (laughs) for you to lap up. That sounds crazy. Not crazy? I did not know that that's how they did it. I didn't even think that a whale would have to breastfeed. But I didn't even think, like, I've never seen them latch. So yeah, I, I, know, d- I don't right? know. Never really thought about it. Okay. That's fascinating. That is fascinating. Yeah. I enjoy that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to give that a nine this morning. Ooh, look at that. Oh, Very no, good. I like it, too. All right. Let's check the scores. Text in your scores to 10 Tell the sweet shop what you think of that fact today. Uh, my sweet shop, actually, is what it is. Uh, so Sassy, Sassy Kathy and Manowit, first in, uh, giving it a 10 and a 9.5. Okay, yeah, really Solid. liked that fact this morning. And keep in mind, um, we are still looking for more useless facts yes. to use throughout the uh, the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. So keep send them those in. You can text them in at 10.030 along with your scores. All right, uh, Solid 9 from Phil G. Thought that was a pretty cool fact. Mm-hmm. We have a text here from The Girls. Love it. Uh, giving it a 10, saying that.
That is very cool. That is the best fact in a whale. <laughs> uh, that's a 10 from Cranky Craig. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I love whales as well. Uh, no poor latching issues there, <laughs> says Diva Cloud, giving it a 10. It's true. I mean, uh, you know, the poor latch and then the, you know... The, the cracked, yeah, you don't, yeah, have, yeah. You, don't have, you don't have to worry about all of that. <laughs> Connie the Wound Care Nurse might be our smartest listener. I There's so many times that she's like, yeah, I already knew that. And oh. She said that she did already know this one, but she still thinks it's a very interesting fact, and she is giving it a 9 this morning. Mm, Sharon the Tired, very cool. Never heard that before. Giving it a 9.5. A 20 out of 10. <gasps> Amazing. I love whales from Bonnie and Yuri, the dynamic duo. Oh, my God. This text from Moonlight Girl. I wonder if she gets sagging breasts ah! like we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing not. She doesn't have to anymore. It's a 9.5. Very cool. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, you got to know the palace is on pins and needles today. <laughs> Part one of Harry and Meghan's documentary dropped on Netflix today, and that is three episodes followed by three more episodes, which will be released next week. But of course, early watchers have already seen and crushed all three episodes yeah. and are giving us kind of like a look inside what to expect. Um the Daily Mail, which you always have to take with, with a grain of salt, not just a grain of salt, <laughs> but a whole shaker of salt. Uh, their headline, Prince Harry's assault on his family and on Britain. Oh, boy. And they say this Netflix uh, series oozes syrup and poison in equal measure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they call it a hatchet job, they say, on his family and his country. Uh, really, in the first few episodes, it looks like they just talk about like their story, how they really kind of first met, right. the first date. They, I guess the kids make cameo appearances, which we've not seen a lot of these kids. So Archie and Lilibet are yeah. featured in it. They show him reading her book, and they're looking at hummingbirds. So you really get like a look inside the gates, um, which is, I guess, what they wanted. Um, they certainly aren't going out quietly. <laughs> So. Yeah, but I mean, like, who's to say that, like, oh, that, like, that they're lying? Like, yeah, they're, they're sitting there trying to tell their story. I, I would imagine. Yeah, you're not gonna go out there and air your dirty laundry if it's not true, <laughs> right? Yeah, but hopefully, I mean, it doesn't get uh, too ugly between the family lines. Uh, we'll have to see in the yeah. next six episodes. So this was a shocking news story, and people were talking about this all day yesterday, this new law that has hit Indonesia and Bali. So international travelers who flock to that popular resort island of Bali um, have now discovered that this new law was passed in Parliament that will now ban cohabitation and sex outside of marriage. But the laws do not just apply to residents. They'll apply to tourists of the country as well. This is wild. So you and Adam considered <laughs> going to Bali. We did. We almost went there. That Before was our, Vietnam. That was our second option instead of Vietnam. We almost went there. So... Like, if you guys had gone there and if this law had been passed, <laughs> you could have been arrested and jailed for 12 months being a couple in Bali that are not married and cohabitating. That is crazy. That is crazy. What is that going to do to their tourism industry? That is 
I don't know. How do you police that? Well, and that's the thing is, <laughs> is like people are going to have to declare when they come in. If they're married, they're going to have to prove marriage. Wow. Things like that. Yeah. Like forget your uh, your COVID vaccine certificate. You're going to have to show a marriage certificate <laughs> or face 12 months in jail. It, it, you know, so I mean, the law doesn't kick in for another three years. So oh, I mean, okay. go to Everybody Bali now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be crazy for, um, I mean, it's such a beautiful island. We, we just saw that movie. Ticket to Paradise with Julia Roberts was shot there and George Clooney and it was all shot it was all shot there and I mean the their daughter is there and falls in love with a guy from there and they're not married and living together so. it is a bucket lace place for a lot of people it's beautiful so. yeah that's what's trending Stuff and Stu Angie and Janelle I turn them on every morning when I wake up Ottawa's Move 100 dig deep into your memory bank this morning and bring out the memory of the most exciting Christmas morning that you ever had. You know, you woke up, you ran downstairs, and you opened up that one gift that you will never, ever forget. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I mean, there there were so many big years, you know, like the Cabbage Patch year. Let's see a lot of people saying that, like, no surprise. But there was one year, and when you're really little, any present that is super big <laughs> is like, oh, yeah. my God. Look at the size of it. So my sister and I come running down the stairs in our matching pajamas, as we always had. And there was this massive thing wrapped up. And we go, and my dad's like, yeah, open it up together. And that was the year that he, and I don't know how he did it, and totally under the radar, built us the most incredible dollhouse from scratch. He built it. He <gasps> built it. And it looked like a realistic house. It was like white stucco on the outside with windows with red shutters and a black door. And then when you turned it around, this thing had like nine different rooms. Every one of them was like either wallpapered or carpeted. Wow. Linoleum floors. Get out. (laughs) Like (laughs) curtains. The whole thing. When I tell you it was mind-blowing, I don't know how this man pulled it off. But he did for his little girls. And we played with that thing for years and years and years to come. And just the fact that daddy's hands made that was like so special. Like we were blown away that he had actually made that for us. And I, met, I bet you appreciate it even more as an adult, knowing oh, like for sure. the hours of man work that would have yeah. went into putting that together. And somehow he kept that a secret from you guys, yeah. too. I don't even know how. And it was huge. Like, I want to say it was like the size of like a love seat almost. It was big, big, <laughs> oh big word. house. Yeah. And we had so much fun with that thing. Yeah. It's a good thing you guys played with it for as many hours oh, gosh, as you did. Yeah. Could you imagine if he had built it and you guys like, meh, <laughs> after like a, a oh, month God, or no. something like that? We loved it. We like... Honestly, it brought so, so, so much joy. Just the handmade, like, effort that went into that. Yeah, and, you know, we want to hear about your stories about that that one gift that you will never, ever forget. You can text it in at 10030 or give us a call at 750-1100. I got to tell you, my parents did a phenomenal job getting gifts every year, and Santa was very kind to me each and every year. But I think the one that stands out the most to me is I was quite young, and I think this is one of my youngest Christmas memories as well. Um, We had, you know, uh, gone through all of the presents and unwrapped everything, and it was a fantastic Christmas. I couldn't tell you what I got that year because this one gift just overshadowed absolutely everything. And at the time, we were milking cows. My dad says to us as like the family, and he says, oh, there's one more thing. 
Santa left this in the barn this morning. And he walks in the house with a puppy. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and I had been asking for a puppy for, I think, two years uh, at this point. Yeah. Like, I was, I, it was a family gift, but it was kind of like, and Janelle, this is for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we know that you've, you've been, been hounding us yeah. and asking and asking. And Aww. she was a beautiful dog. We named her Abby. I remember going over to my grandparents uh, that very day with our new puppy. And it was just like the most exciting morning yeah. ever. I'm a sucker for those videos where these kids open boxes and get puppies and like, you know, start <laughs> crying and the whole thing. I love it. All right. So tell us, go down the, uh, you know, line of nostalgia into the recesses of your mind it's hard to remember them all but there's usually one gift that sticks out as the one that will be burned in your brain forever so what was it for you Give us a call, 750-1100, or text it in at 1030. Nostalgic question for you this morning. We're talking about those presents you got as a kid that will be forever burned in your brain as the best present ever. And the answers are all over the place. Yeah, sometimes these aren't even real, true children's gifts. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) And we'll get to those stories coming up next. But I loved the Barbie doll stories that we, we heard here this morning. For one, Lois says, well, I asked Santa for a Barbie and received the the cheaper imitation Margie. (laughs) Oh, Margie. (laughs) And I was so happy. I didn't know the difference. But soon after, the legs fell off. (laughs) (laughs) That's the difference. (laughs) She said she did end up getting a real one for her birthday uh, three months later. Uh, But, you know, Shannon had a similar situation. Didn't get Barbie. Asked for Barbie. Instead, she got a Cher doll. But I don't know what that is. But mom bought Barbie clothes for her. And, well, they didn't fit. Like the singer share? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe. It turned back time. Uh, Lenore. See, sometimes it's not even the biggest, most expensive gifts it, like that are the memorable ones. So for Lenore, it was that year she got her braces off in 1997. Her friend and her did the gift exchange. And she'll never forget the shiny blue wrapping paper. And then when she opened it up. It was like a huge bag of mini colored marshmallows. That's it? (laughs) Something that she could not eat forever while the braces were on. And she just totally remembers that. The teacher even let her eat them in class. It's like the cheapest (laughs) gift ever. A dollar just to bring somebody so much joy. Lifetime of memory. (laughs) All right. This story, you know, we've heard a lot about uh, pets Mm -hmm. uh, being a popular one. Well, forget about getting a dog for Christmas. How about a horse for Christmas? Um, so she says, I had outgrown my pony and all I talked about was needing a horse. And that Christmas Eve, my dad drove us to a farm where my horse's stall was decorated as a Christmas present. What? Yeah. And she even got to keep the pony. So now she has a pony and a horse. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's like the stuff of dreams when you're a kid. My uncles used to bribe us like, oh, you guys are so cute. Come home with us. We'll buy you ponies. <laughs> oh, never got one for real. Uh, Carmen, uh, my... <laughs> The best one. This made me laugh. So it says, my most memorable gift was when my dad gave me a used carburetor to play with (laughs) when I was eight. Now, the story on this is my father used to be a mechanic and I would spend the occasional PD day with him at work. So to keep me busy, he would set me up in a corner with some tools and a carburetor to take apart (laughs) and rebuild. He thought that I enjoyed it so much. He got me my own carburetor for home. 
And this is a present that sums up my father perfectly, and I will never forget it. amazing. (laughs) Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? So, what was trending on Canadians' minds this past year? Every year we see Google put out the list of top searches, and it kind of gives us like a little trip down memory lane to what actually was a big story this year. And this is a good indication, but for Canadians, this is what was like top of mind. So, I'll start at number 10, and we'll work our way up. Okay. Number 10, most Googled thing in Canada, Will Smith. (laughs) No surprise. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Number 9, Johnny Depp. Mm Mm-hmm. Number eight, Knuckle. <laughs> you know, that game. Yep. Strictly for Canadians. Number seven, Anne Heche. That was a sad story. Mm-hmm. Bob Saget comes in sixth. Betty White is fifth. Queen Elizabeth is fourth. Right. The World Cup, third. Ukraine, two. Okay, good. Canadians want to be informed. And Canadians want to play, apparently, because the number one most Google thing for Canadians this year, Wordle. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. They <laughs> love their Wordle. Wordle uh, and Knuckle making the list of the top searches of the year for gamers. So there is a new dating term out there. And if you're still in the dating world, you might want to know the definition of what is happening uh, to you or to, you know, other people. So we know these other terms that have popped up in recent years, like ghosting. Yes. Someone just does not reply to you, just stops replying. Then there's benching where they kind of put you on the bench. And they bring you back in. Then they bring you back in. Then they put you on the bench again, bring you back in. <laughs> uh, well, there's a new dating term joining the ranks, and it's called winter coding. Okay, I need <laughs> oh, an explanation for this. This is ridiculous. So this is when an old flame comes back to heat up your dating life during the frosty season, only to discard you when the spring comes. Oh! So, a dating app reported that over half of singles surveyed said that they had been contacted by an ex who wanted to rekindle the connection right before the holidays. So, (laughs) I guess with the pressure of costs going up, people are cutting back on dates, nobody can afford to go out to eat anymore. There are singles going back to old flings in the same way they would go dig out their old winter coat. And winter coating offers the comfort of staying inside, cheaply, just watching Netflix, with someone you're already comfortable you're with, familiar with yeah. and you've already established this dynamic with, so it's like comfortable enough for now <sighs> until spring comes. Like, are you taking this person to family Christmas again? Like, what a whirlwind. I don't think so. <laughs> I think this is just your Netflix buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Winter coating. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's what's trending. Brought to you by DeFalco's for Brewers and Winemakers. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, another day, another game. We've had some close calls and some tiebreakers this week. Who is trying to play with us today? We have Rita and Bruce on the line with us. Rita got through first, so we'll let her pick her categories. Good morning. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. So we'll give you the choice of categories, Rita, and you tell us which one you want to try, okay? Sure. So thanks to Angel Garant, who sent in our categories this morning. We have either liquid or creamy. Oh, liquid things that are liquid. Okay, here we go. Two percent, one percent. Milk. Yes, uh, this falls from the sky when rain. Yeah, uh, not coffee, but cream. No, like if you're having a cup oh, of tea. yes, good. Uh, this you put on French fries with salt and uh, vinegar. Yes, uh, red or white, you drink it. It's in a bottle. Wine. Yes, uh, you put this in your car. 
Windshield washer. No, like to make it run. Gas. Yes, but the fur the full word. Ga- uh, Gasoline. Yes, good. Ah. Oh, oh, that was close. Yeah, you guys are doing well. So good job. Six. Six. six is going to be hard to beat. Uh, hang on the line, and we'll go over to Bruce. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Good, you? Good, good, good. All right, so we have to basically be perfect to seal the deal for sure, okay? We can do that. We can do mm. it. All right, our category is? Creamy. Things that are creamy. Okay. Here we go. This is a type of dessert. Chocolate tapioca. Pudding. Yes, this goes with your cake. It's cold. Ice cream. Ice cream. Yep. This goes with jam on bread a lot of times. Margarine or peanut butter. Yep, peanut butter. Uh, this is, um, you you eat it with berries and it's kind of like... Uh, Yogurt. Um, yes, good. Uh, and then th- this is what's on a cake. Icing. Yes. And this is, you put this type of sauce on ice cream, not chocolate, but not butterscotch, but... Vanilla. No, like, they come in little squares. Like, oh! Caramel. caramel. Oh. <laughs> Very oh. close. Good try, Bruce. We were almost there. <laughs> Rita! Pulled it off. You there, Rita? Yes. Oh, hey, there she is. <laughs> All right, Rita, what did she win? Well, we are sending you off to the Sense Skills Competition, which is coming up January the 8th at the CTC. You got a pair of tickets to that, and tickets awesome. are still available at uh, Ticketmaster.ca. Great, thank you. Enjoy. Thank you. Bye. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. Today's best variety. One of the biggest artists on the planet, Celine Dion, just came out publicly this morning and revealed she's been diagnosed with a rare neurological disorder known as stiff person syndrome. So this can affect, as she explains, literally like one in a million people. Wow. And it's finally, though, the diagnosis that explains these constant, sometimes debilitating spasms that she's been referring to for several months now. Every time she cancels a show, she mentions these spasms. But now she finally has her answer as to why. And in this very emotional Instagram video, she's fighting back tears, explaining just what it's like. Unfortunately, these spasms affect every aspect of my daily life sometimes causing difficulties when I walk and not allowing me to use my vocal cords to sing the way I'm used to. I have a great team of doctors working alongside me to help me get better. And my precious children who are supporting me and giving me hope. I'm working hard. Oof. You can hear it in her voice, how devastating that is. She's just shaking. And, I mean, of course, she has canceled all of the tour dates that she has scheduled for now, her European tour, etc. But I was reading a little bit more about this. And in extreme cases uh, with stiff person syndrome disorder, patients can be disabled, wheelchair-bound, bedridden, unable to care for themselves. And in some cases, the muscle spasms can be so violent they can actually dislocate joints and break bones. Oh, my god! Yeah. So, I mean, not to say that that's exactly what she's experiencing, but in extreme cases, that is what could potentially happen. So, uh, gosh, it's so strange. You know, you see Justin mm-hmm. Bieber, too, diagnosed with that strange paralysis disorder, yeah. the Randy Hunt um, symptoms. And, and I mean, syndrome. like, 
not very old either. Like, no. I mean, she's in her 50s. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that's a, it's a tough video to watch, but if you want to watch the entire thing, she's posted that to her Instagram page. Move Mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, you'll be hard-pressed to go anywhere today or see anything that doesn't involve this Netflix documentary that drops today about Harry and Meghan, their story. And, of course, the Brits are having a field day with this. The British press, I mean, Daily Mail, etc. Harry's all-out assault on his family, his hatchet (laughs) job on Britain and his home country. So in this documentary, the first three episodes drop today. The next three in the series will be next week. But um, a very deep and emotional look inside uh, their early beginnings when they first started dating, etc. I mean, there's so much video. You have to wonder how long they knew they were going to do a documentary. I know, right? Just wonder where all of these clips this whole time. Yeah, that's kind of my question. I mean, some of it's done on their phones, but I mean, yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of different uh, moving parts to this, so it's seems like it's been in the works for a while, but um, a lot of cameos from their kids, too, which we rarely see. So um, it'll be kind of a curious watch. I I know what I'm doing this afternoon. I kind of feel like I need to tiptoe in and see what's going on there. (laughs) Uh, And after celebrating his birthday this past weekend, Jonathan became the oldest tortoise ever. He celebrated his 190th birthday this weekend. Holy (laughs) smoke. He was born, they believe, around 1832. Has a Guinness record, of course. He's a Seychelles giant tortoise. There's even a photo of him taken back in the mid-1880s. What? When he was just a young whippersnapper of 50 (laughs) years old. (laughs) Now he's blind. He has no sense of smell. However, his researchers are quick to point out that for a male of 190 years old who is blind and has no sense of smell, he's got a wicked good libido. Wait, he can still find the ladies oh, even yeah. though he's blind? Oh, yeah. So he lives with three other tortoises. So David, Emma, and Fred. Oh. And he is seen frequently mating with Emma and sometimes Fred. <laughs> they are not particularly gender sensitive, they say. Oh, okay. Although in the beginning, researchers originally believed Fred was Frederica. They thought it was a female <laughs> And they were intentionally breeding the two of them together for years (laughs) until they figured out that Fred was actually a male tortoise and thought, okay, well, everything we've been trying to do here was just a bust. (laughs) I don't know what happened. I don't know how you tell their gender or how they didn't know for so long. You would think that, like, well, there's something wrong here for years if they're not reproducing. It's not not happening. (laughs) But God love Jonathan. Still getting some (laughs) at 190 and a lot of it apparently and that's what's trending brought to you by the donnelly automotive step in Stu, angie and janelle i turn them on every morning when i wake up ottawa's move 100 but when you want to dine out somewhere fancy you want to make sure you pick the right place because if you're going to be forking over the cash for it you want a good meal <laughs> better be worth it and apparently according to this new list that's been released there's only one place in ottawa to do that yeah so open table so that's the reservation people right the app Uh, released their annual list of the 100 best restaurants in Canada. Now, what's good about this is it's generated from diner reviews. Okay. So this is from the people that have been there. You and I, it's not like the, you know, fancy chefs who deem this to be the best. Right, right. So it's from the diners. So the only restaurant from our area, from Ottawa, that made it on the list was Riviera. Okay. Now, have Mm -hmm. you been there? I have one time. 
we went for a friend's like milestone birthday. We had like a little private section and it was really, really good. I remember that. <laughs> I remember like walking in even and going, wow, like, this place okay. is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it's considered fine dining. It's on Spark Street, steps from Parliament Hill. I mean, it's a real good central location. But um it's interesting because last year on this very same list, we had four in Ottawa. Oh. But some others have fallen from grace. Fall from grace. And yeah. Riviera was one of those four, and they made it this year as the only Ottawa restaurant. It turns out, though, that like across Canada, you would expect that Toronto is going to have a lot of locations, and they do. They have the most on here. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Alberta is quite the place to go right? for fine dining, which doesn't sound right to me. Like, for perspective, <laughs> like you said, Toronto has the most on the list. They have 31 restaurants that made this list of 100. Alberta? Has 23 restaurants that made it. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah. To me, Alberta does not scream fine dining. I didn't know that they did. Turns out it does. I mean, BC is obvious. I mean, they've got the wines and the fine food. Mm -hmm. Um, They have 18 on the list. But uh, shout out to Quebec. They had quite a few as well. They had nine. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me, though, Mm -hmm. either. There are some nice restaurants uh, there as well. Yeah. So there you have it. As voted by the people on Open Table, Riviera is top in Ottawa. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. So if you were at the Sens game earlier this week, you may have noticed this in the crowd and wondered what was happening there. So several Nunavut patients receiving treatment here in Ottawa were treated to tickets to see the Sens play this week. So since 2016, Bill Ellum, who is the Director of Security and Guest Services for the Sens, has been helping collaborate with the Ottawa Hospital to give out hockey tickets to Nunavut patients. So after not being able, of course, to do this over the last two years because of COVID, COVID, the biggest group from the Larga Baffin Center uh, went to the game this week. Oh, cool. They were back at it. So this center is a full-service boarding home for residents of the Baffin region of Nunavut. And this group had a chance to sit at press level for the Sens game versus the LA Kings on Tuesday night. They also draped a Nunavut flag over their seats to represent their home territory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to resume these community outings, be together like this, of course, is just such a joy uh, for everyone. But the main point, of course, is to help lift the spirits of northern patients who are very far from home in very precarious situations and in a lot of places. So the power of sport, they say, is incredible, as we know. And the hope is just to give them a bit of happiness in their troubled lives uh, and hopefully helps in their healing. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. I had no idea something like this was going on. I know. I'm, I I know that they do this, you know, with Chio kids and things like that, but I didn't know about this center here in Ottawa. I didn't know that we had so many mm-hmm. Northern patients here. So uh, I think this is a fantastic program and it's been at it for a while. So that's great to see that it's back. And that's all the feels on Move 100.